It's the L-O-S, no O, low show. Here we go. If you didn't know, this is called the show. Yeah, this is called the show. It's the L-O-S, no O, low show. Yo, 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 what it is, what it ain't, what it's going to be. It's your favorite, favorite L-O-S, the last one standing. And whether you're sitting in your living room with your hand down your pants or behind the little island in your kitchen, making some coffee, glancing over your shoulder, watching us on YouTube, or cruising the set in your Tesla, listening on Spotify, this is The Low Show. And my guest today is here to talk about 2022 in the rear view, the sneakers and music edition, you heard? So let me get to this. Let me get right into this. Today's guest hails from the sprawling farms of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This kid found his love of music and media early on. Jump ahead to high school, DJ Dowling took this love and started to make themed playlists for his friends. Expanding this gimmick to a monthly release, which can be found on Spotify, DJ Dowling curates themed playlists for your listening pleasure. Tune in and tune out. You heard? DJ Dowling, my man, Edel, what up? What's up? Glad to be back. Like I never. It's left. good to have you back, brother. Good to have you back. I see you. You're your boy band shit. Yeah, this is my. Uh, I literally just woke up out of bed and didn't do my hair. So here we are. <laughs> well, look, it looks like you did it to me. So I, I ain't mad at you. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. But yeah, man, 2022 has come, hung out for a bit, and is now gone. We are in. R.I.P. 2022. We are in 2023. But we're going to take a peer back into 2022 and discuss your top 10 favorite kicks and your top five favorite albums. Or we're going to do it in the reverse. Sure. Which one? Uh, you lead the way. You tell me what you want. Let's to go top. Let's go top ten kicks. We're gonna get into that music on the back end because you get kind of deep when you get into your music. I do. I, I will not lie. The intro is not a lie. He really does love music like that. But enough of that. Twenty twenty two top ten kicks. Your number ten on that list. What would it be? <laughs> really good at remembering the things that I write. So let's see. My number 10 is a remix of one of the greatest shoes, in my opinion, of all time. It is the Orange Lobster uh-huh. from Concepts, yeah. a Boston slash LA. Um, I think LA. Don't hold me on that. Definitely Boston, though. Um, sneaker boutique store and they have done the purple lobster the red lobster the blue lobster uh-huh. and the green lobster uh-huh. and now this is their latest iteration a little bit more on the tame side in terms of their grandiose like deluxe packaging release compared to what they've done in the yeah. past um but still if you got the concept hit you got a bare bricks and bracelets and i think a poster or something like that you got a lot 
it's really cool. It's the little storytelling details. It's the Boston connection with lobster. It's all that stuff in an orange colorway that is definitely, I think, one of the most memorable dunks of the year in a world where we are just oversaturated with dunks. Please, if you have a pair of panda dunks, throw them away. How did I, how did I know you were going to go there? I knew you were going to go there. And it's crazy how you brought up such a vibrant pair of kicks and then went to a such a dull and like ho-hum colorway like the Panther. <laughs> I mean, it's a black and white pair of kicks, people. Come on. Yeah, also, right. I mean, I will be honest with you, like when they were first, like in 2020-ish, when they were first kind of starting to like recirculate, I was really into them. I thought that they were cool, clean pair of shoes, but then literally you can't go to the mall or a high school and not see a 14 year old girl wearing them. So they have lost all luster, they're restocked way too often, which isn't a problem. If you want the shoe, you should be able to get them. But stand out from the crowd is all I'm saying. That's my philosophy, I know you that, of course I do. I was not born to fit in. I was born to stand out, you dig? Absolutely. And orange lobsters would most certainly be a standout pair of kicks on your feet. But my issue with the lobsters is I think they're destroying the lobster brand now by making multiple colorways. I can't say as I disagree because I saw another blue one ones, right? rumored to out. No, the blue ones have already been out. I think it's the green ones. I don't remember. Like you're saying, they're sort of oversaturating it, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that they are because that means that I might be able to get a true, pair. True, 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 true. It'll... So it's that, it's that, that, you know, exclusivity versus just wanting, letting the people that want them get now, that. Is the, are the OG colorways prices going to drop now that they're Increasing the colorway, the color palette of the lobster, or will they stay? Or will they go? Will they go up? I think they'll go up because if you look at stuff like you know Travis Scott's or even some of the like really classic like dunks, they're skyrocketing in prices almost every month, and I think that as we keep recirculating it, it's gonna just have people wanting to um, go back to those classics Mm -hmm. and realize that they missed out on these classics when we're revamping them. Because if you look at like the Bacons, I think is a really great example of this. Like the the retros of the Bacons are not reselling for barely anything over retail these days, but the original Bacons weren't Right, so like those are reselling for a lot because people want the original so that way they can flex on them and say, oh, I have the original and, you know, show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to flex in front of the wrong person and get their kicks taken. That's what's going to happen. Like, like run them feet home. (laughs) So number 10 on your kicks list is the Orange Lobsters. You mentioned Travis Scott a little bit, a little bit ago. He is definitely... Well, we got a, we got we got a little I bit know. to he go. Is, he is um, definitely on your list, and I'm pretty certain people can't wait to see where he falls on your list. Which is 
crazy because I did say that in 2022 I'm banning Travis Scott. Yeah, we'll bit. see how that worked out for you. Oh, not because of Travis Scott. Let me make that very clear. It's because I'm sick of the Travis Scott. I'm just, I'm, I've seen too many of them. I've seen enough. All right. Number nine on your list. All right. This one, shout out to the late GG Bryant. Um, it's our, for now, the last official Kobe and Nike release. Let's see what the, the swoosh or check does in the coming future. Sounds like they have repaired the relationship, but it's the Mamba Sita Kobe 6. Yep. Yeah. GG, Kobe, Nike. Perfect. Yeah, it was, that, that was the ill. The colorway was nice. The colorway was ill, man. I'm saying it was a clean shoe. Both mm -hmm. their names mm -hmm. on them. It, it has it's a, it has some, some nice little hits on the back. Yeah, it's got it's, the Mamba, the Mamba logo on the heel, Kobe and Gigi's names both on the heel. You know, the number two black and white colorway. Yep, it's everything that I like about what makes a shoe unique. It's the storytelling, it's the the textures, it's everything that comes yeah. together and makes this shoe beautiful. And it's also just a tribute to the late, great Kobe and Gigi. And Hopefully Nike and everyone keeps their relationship going because I'd love to see more. I'm sure you would, as I would, because I have one pair of Kobe's here. One pair. They are used. They are the Kobe Mamba days in black and gold. Never wore them. Again, they're used, so they're just sitting there on a display. But I would like a brand new pair of Kobe's that I could actually wear just because. And the Mamba Seekers yeah. would be I missed, great, a great pair to get. I missed the shock drop on the Mamba Sita or the Mamba Academy website for the Grinches yeah. on Christmas. A little yeah, I got the email too late too. But yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful pair of snake kicks to, to be on the list at number nine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You talk, and the texture on those is crazy. I had a pair at hand. They weren't my size, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a few very select pairs that I would be willing to not have in my size just because I know that I will never mm -hmm. wear them, so. Yep, yep, I dig it. All right, let's What's number uh, eight. Let's speed, number eight. Let's speed speed through the the eight through till we get to five. All right, so number eight is the Joe Fresh Goods New Balance Inside Voices Baby Blue colorway. This is in just Joe Fresh Goods New Balance. I really can't say anything more positive about this these collaborations. I just think Joe Fresh Goods is doing something crazy. Him and Salehi have just been on another level with their New Balance collaborations. And I think this one is just, it's so clean. Mm -hmm. And I've seen pictures of them and like, not from like the promo pictures, like the blue looks a lot better, like in hand or in person than it does from the promo pictures. And it's just, it's, it's a fun shoe. It's just, the colors are perfectly matched together and everything. Yeah. Like, love it. 
Um, now to our next one in terms of exclusivity. It is the Off-White Air Force Brooke lens. This is that bright green lime sprite yeah. here. Um, it's another one in the Off-White um, collection from Air Forces. You've got your MoMAs, your MCAs, your blah, blah, blah. Goes down the list. Um, I'm happy because it seems like Nike and Off-White are gonna continue to do about one or two of these a year. So hopefully maybe I can get my hands on a pair because I need one. Um, but the green is super unique color green. It's very similar to your Hartford Whalers green that you have on currently. Yeah. And really just can't say enough about these. Like it's Virgil continues to just impress. Okay, next on the list is the Tom Sachs general purpose shoe in the yellow colorway. We all know about how crazy Tom Sachs has been with his Mars Yard collaborations yeah. with Nike, those using massive technology for the shoe, blah, 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 don't even know any details on that. But he is starting to come up with this general purpose shoe that's kind of, for lack of a better word, used for general purpose, use it for every day. Um, I actually got my dad a pair of these and they look really good in person. The yellow is a very unique yeah. yellow. It's eye-catching, it's the textures on it are great. The material is top notch. I think Tom Sachs just really knows how to use the right materials and make a shoe be good. And from that, I just- Are they comfortable? I'm really, I think so. I'm not inclined to completely know what my dad's sense is when it comes to like comparing shoes, but he does say that they are okay. So. That's at least somewhat of a set. That'll be, that'll be um, my new merch. And then, yeah, I think that's exactly what I would sell them as, is like a work shoe, a errand shoe, just like a shoe that you don't mind necessarily beating up. Like, it's that low show. Here we go. I am ready now. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, here we at so number six. We are at number five. And funny enough, this person will show up on the albums list as okay. well. Um, but it is my guy, the biggest pop star, music star, possibly global icon on the planet right now. And that is a one, Benito Martinez, right? Yes, hold on. Is it, is it, is it one, 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 but... Juan Benito. Uh, Benito Martinez. I'm not going to try and say his second last oh. name. Ocasio. But we all know him as a one bad bunny. Um, he's continuing his Adidas collaborations with the Forum Little Cream. I think these are very clean colorway i saw not a whole lot of people hyping them up as much as his other yeah. ones but i like them they're simple they're clean as i said and it's that funny <laughs> I'm not you're not biased at all no, not. No, not at all but that was your number and five then, bad bunny bad bunny yep bad all right um so number four as much as i hate to say it. I tried to make this top 10 without putting this dun, on there. Dun, dun. I just couldn't. I really just couldn't. I thought it's the Travis Scott one lows, the mocha colorway. Um, yeah, just 
You said the reverse mocha colorway? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how it ended up on there. Had they not made the reverse mocha colorway, you wouldn't have put it on there. No, I know. Because the black air, I think, looked like like service workers. It looked like... Like I'm gonna be a waiter. It what? looked like an accident. Like they didn't really mean to make those, but somebody said here, and they were like, hmm. "But every I see all these NBA players wearing them now, so it's like they like them only because black goes with pretty much everything." Mm-hmm. But whatever, Travis Scott reverse mochas. I'm not gonna say anything else. Move number on. three. Okay, number three. This one is, I think, a continuation of the best collaboration that Jordan Brand has had in the last five years. Okay. It is the Amam in the Air Jordan 4. I have a pair. I believe you now have a pair, right? No, I should punch you in the throat for having a pair, though. (laughs) It's that low show. Here we go. Number two is probably the biggest mess of a shoe release of the okay. year. Um, I am, of course, talking about the now infamous Jordan 1 Lost and Founds um, Chicago colorway, but slightly remixed, slightly yellowed sole, yep. the cracked uppers, yep. the bo- distressed box. I, stupid. I think the box was the best That's thing to me. The sneaker was unimpressive. I wouldn't say unimpressive. It's just we're so. I, I think some people are just numb to the Chicago colorway. Like, I don't have a pair of Chicago ones, and that was. This is the most recent example of how I could have potentially gotten my hands on a pair of Chicago yeah. ones, but the sneakers app was terrible for this release. <laughs> and when is the sneakers app not terrible for a release? I'll wait. Uh, I mean. I got the Travis Scott fours on the sneakers app. <laughs> All right, next sneaker. Fuck you. <laughs> I um, hate some guts. It's that low show. Here we go. Talking about exclusive and hard to get shoes, or just shoes that transcend. This is number one. The Louis Vuitton Air Force One. I honestly, you could pick any one of the colorways in this release, and I'll say yeah, that's number one. Um, just all of the layers of why this is just top of the top. Of course, the Dior Jordan 1 was great, and that was a really memorable shoe. It I was. think this takes it to a sh- more street level. It's designer, but it doesn't feel designer. It feels ground level. I don't know how, I don't know why that yeah, is, but it, it's the, it's the, it's, I think it's just the Virgil effect. I think it's, it. there's so, there's so much that Virgil has done for the culture. Music, check. Fashion, check. Sneakers, check. well, I guess that goes with fashion, but like, you know what I mean? Like art, like Virgil has just had such an impact on everything that he has touched and He is, in my opinion, I miss him every day. I never knew him, wish I did. But it's just crazy how much one person can really just influence by just being positive and just 
unique and just solely himself and this Louis Vuitton Air Force One showed how the first person of minority as the creative director of a fashion house is able to transcend and bring something to the culture that's different. Yeah, man. And it's weird because you don't think of Louis Vuitton as being different. You think of Gucci as being the different one and stuff like that. But it's just, this collaboration is just, it's one of one. <laughs> well, this will also leave you a little speechless. You said ground level. Yeah, if ground level went for 225.3 mil. Woo! What are you? What are you? What are you basing that? I'm off looking of? at it right now. A pair sold at auction for twenty five point three million. Oh yeah, million. that was. But that was before. Yeah, but that was before the actual release of the shoe. That was a Sotheby's auction and everything. Like yes, that is obviously going to go for a lot more than the general release for the shoe. I think the general release was somewhere in the eighteen. Yeah. Which is still very not ground level, but I would I would spend eighteen hundred dollars on a pair of these if I had eighteen hundred dollars in excess to just spend. I mean, I don't, and I still consider it. <laughs> like, yeah, because this this colorway I'm looking at right now is the um, monogram and Damier with the sale gray and the brown. Of course, Louis Vuitton colorway expected of them but it, yeah this is hands down i think this one is the best of them is it yeah i would i would wear this and just, with, i would literally walk down the street naked and just these shoes it's that low show here we go we're going to albums next yeah, baby now we get into it this is what you love right here your top five albums of 2022 DJ Dow. Give me one second. Oh, maybe he's going to pull out some album covers. That might be great. If you're riding around in your Tesla, you can't see these. So you might have to um, watch some YouTube while you're at a stoplight. I know the Tesla plays videos when your car is not in motion, correct? They can do that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but let's not promote that. Well, when the car's not in motion, it's that low show. Here we go. We can run through ten through six real All quick. All right, let's let's do it. We're gonna do top ten. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna get shit first of all for not having a one queen on my top ten. I'm sorry. The album was incredible. I want to say it was my eleventh album of the year. <laughs> um, but there's just a few more that slid up against it. Granted, catch me on the right day. I'll switch Beyonce for Kendrick. But today is not that day. Which means number 10 is Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. This album comes, give or take, I want to say, a little less than five years in between his last classic album, Damn. Okay. An album that was two and one, um, depending on which way you listen to it. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers takes Kendrick Lamar looking inwards on himself and discussing what it means to be wealthy, what it means to be successful, cancel culture, going to therapy. All of these themes, all of these everythings 
with definite controversy of the album having Kodak Black be your narrator is a decision. Um, I'm not going to speak any more on that. Um, the biggest points against this song, I get what he was trying to do, but it did not work, was Anti-Diaries, first of all. The chorus doesn't make sense because he says, my auntie is a man now, but then he says that they go by, they ch change their name to Darius or change their name from Darius. So like that contradicts everything and it just, it was weird and it felt like Kendrick was trying to be, I hate to use this word, but like it felt like Kendrick was trying to be woke about something that like he wasn't super, super passionate about. You take that song out of this album, easily top five. That wow. song, bad. So wait, that really one bad. song knocked him down five spots? Yeah, listen to that song and tell me it's not cringe. Okay. I'm gonna have to listen to this. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Y'all listen to the song too and let us know what you thought about it. If it was worth making right. Kendrick Lamar's morale in the Big Stepper or whatever that album was called, number 10. Mr. Mor Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. Number nine. Steve Lacey, Gemini writes, he had arguably song of the year with Bad Habits and he continues his great production work. He has worked, he's kind of under the Tyler tree, okay. um, getting his start with the internet of Sid, Sid Bennett fame, um, a off odd future sh shoot off. Um, Steve Lacey is hyper talented as a producer, as a singer, as an everything. And he showcased it all here. It's a pop album, but it's not a pop album. It's an R&B album, but it's not an R&B album. It's, it, I've heard that song. It is clearly not an R&B album. Bad Habits? It has moments, though, where it's R&B. It's a little bit of, like... It, it has moments. Is he, try, is he trying to cross it's, over? I just think he's doing his own thing. Like, I think that's what it is. Is He's just so uniquely him. Um... Cause you can't tell me it's rap that's for sure but it's just it's in in the elk of the modern r&b with what the internet's doing it's smooth it's perfect sunday music and just really really just good easy listening music to drive around to. all right so number nine steve Next. lacy gemini writes yes number eight this is the band that I was most excited for for their album release. Before the year started, they had released a handful of singles in 2021. This is the United Kingdom-based band Wet Leg. They are incredible. They're just a ton of fun. Um, basically, the band started when Hesta Chambers and Rianne Tisdale decided that they wanted to just play guitar together. Okay. And that's how the band started, and their lyrics are fun. It's very much lyrics pointed toward people of my generation, talking about Gen um, Z. Just do. No, I don't consider myself Gen Z. Don't. <laughs> um, but you know, doom scrolling at two o'clock in the morning. Um, angst of going outside during a pandemic just all these other things and funny lyrics like um 
I do not, nothing jumping off the top of my head right now, but like. Couldn't have been too funny. Action. No, it, it is, but I mean, it's a little bit like dirty. So like, it, just bear with me. It's from the song Wet Dream. Okay, well, the name of the band is Wet Leg. The, whole, the name is dirty itself. No, I think what I honestly think that wet leg was just like a combination. I'm pretty sure I read that it's just like a combination of mm -hmm. words that like they thought was funny mm -hmm. together. So all right, so th this is the lyric that I that I laugh at. All right. You climb onto the bonnet and you're licking the windscreen. I've never seen anything so obscene. It's enough to make a girl blush. It's enough to make a girl blush. Hmm. Like just hilarious. Like it's taking the inverse of what the traditional wet dream yep. is, which is usually a guy dreaming about a girl and it's a girl dreaming about a guy. Hilarious. And it, but the whole verse starts off with this like really poignant line of a girl that's basically been scorned by her ex. Wow. And she says, what makes you think that you're good enough to think about me when you're touching yourself? You know, like what? Like these are the type of like thoughtful lyrics that I love about the album. I think it's really good and definitely worth a listen. Also, it's Tony Hawk approved. Oh, Tony Hawk loves it. Number eight, Wet Leg. What's up? Number seven. This was a fairly late addition. It's that low show. Here we go. Okay, so we did pause at a perfect time where I wasn't in the middle of explaining. That's anymore. right. So, number seven is a late-ish addition to the list, and that is Scissors SOS. And this album, another one, long time coming, and it's finally here. SZA is just floats. I can't really think of another way to describe it. She talks about desire, wanting, scorning an ex, everything. Um, just, it's just, it. I, I, I can't describe it better than she floats on this album. She does things that she did on Control, but in a more tight master of her craft way that TDE just seems to always get out of their artists. And even though I think this is worse, close to the end of TDE as it yeah. is, they're going out on a high note if that's the case. You got Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. You got SZA. You had Isaiah Rashad last year. Absol's album, which where it wasn't what I think it could have been, it was still excellent. Okay. And then Schoolboy Q, I think, potentially could be coming out with a drop in the year or so on TDE still like the record these micro record labels as we know them like are dying yeah. and TDE has just found a way to just make it so that way they know how to let the artist make what the artist wants mm -hmm. to make and that is exactly what SOS is SZA raps on it kind of she sings on it beautifully she samples ODB on it slash she got a new ODB verse. What? <laughs> like. She got a new ODB, what? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Now his son sounds like him. 
No, it's ODB. I don't think you can bill a feature on an album and not be the actual person. Like, well, I think you'd have to. They say, are like, calling his. They are calling his son ODB. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> it's it's the same as like Drake getting that Pimp C verse on Views. Like okay, it's, they had they had unreleased stuff that she was able to get clearance and permission from the family All and right. it worked. Well, what I was gonna say is his son sounds like him, but not that much like him. So he sounds he sounds pretty. I mean, that Tiny Desk concert. If I squint my ears, like I'll you couldn't fool me. Did you just say squint your ears? You know? Oh my God. What what is number six? <laughs> All right, so number six for a good half of the year, this was my number one album. Oh, um, wow. This is the Basque Country's Missy Elliott. This is a futurist who is a trained flamenco singer. This a is flamenco singer. Uh huh. That is how she started. Okay. This is Rosalia and Moto Mami. And uh, listen, I think Shay Serrano put it best in his book Hip Hop and Other mm -hmm. Things when describing Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly. He says. You could put 100,000 people in a room for 100,000 hours and they could never recreate Super Duper Fly. Yeah. And I think that's what Rosalia did here with Moto Mami. Like, when you break, when you actually, because obviously Eric does not speak Spanish fairly well. So I have to translate all of her music. And then I've listened to genius interviews on her explaining the meaning behind her mm -hmm. lyrics. And it's just, Don't understand how her brain works the way that it does and she produces and she's the first one in the studio and the last one to mm. leave and it's like all these things that you hear that are cliches but it's true with her like her one song um not though um hold on one second i just, I just want to make sure i'm doing yeah, we don't want you quoted wrong exactly i want to make sure i'm i'm Doing my due diligence here. Oh, it is Sayoko. So Sayoko is interpolates a Daddy Yankee song, and she talks about transforming. So she has all of these transformation similes and metaphors throughout the mm -hmm. song. You know, she talks about transgender people. She talks about butterflies. She talks about all these other things, and it's crazy. And her song Hentai, which I'm not gonna explain to you what Hentai is if we don't know already. Okay. But look, Google it, kids. <laughs> um, she said that she wanted to take a classic Disney princess song and make it dirty. <laughs> My face was confused. I didn't know what face to make just now. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and when you listen to it, if you just listen to it and you don't process uh -huh. it, the song is gorgeous. Like Rosalia, I think has one of the best voices right okay. now in terms of just like her singing ability. I think it's like Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, 
couple others, but I think you can start making a case for Rosalia being up there. Like, her voice is just gorgeous. Mm. And it's on full display and hentai and listen to it. And then finally to round it out, her song Chicken Teriyaki, which features production credit from a one and only Q-Tip the Abstract. Say words. And the song is catchy, the song is fun, the song is... Well, the, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, when you said Q-Tip, I wasn't expecting it to be some hard-hitting, bass-heavy track. His vibrant thing was super bouncy, fun. Yeah, like, like if you if like just if you listen to the opening like seconds of the song, like you know it's special. Like it, every song is just so well crafted in its production and her singing and everything. And it almost doesn't matter that I can't completely understand what she's saying just because it's in another mm-hmm. language. Like you get the sense from her emotions. And it's perfect. Love it. It's it will continue to transcend. Okay. And I think in five years' time, we'll look on it and say that this album should have been number one of the year. In ten years' time, we're gonna be saying it's a definite classic. Okay. Like okay. it's gonna be I think it is such a futuristic way of producing an album that I haven't really seen very recently mm-hmm. that a lot of people are gonna process it as that. Okay. I think that that's unfortunate because they're going to listen to it one time and then move on. It definitely takes multiple listens to fully appreciate it. It's the same thing with Missy Elliott. I keep going back to comparing the two, but it's true. It's like the first time people heard Missy Elliott, they thought it was bad because they didn't know what the hell they were listening to. It was so different. And I think that's what's going on here. So number six, Rosalia Moto Mommy. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I'm sure we can find all these albums on Spotify. If not, you can find them in stores somewhere. We're not going to tell you where because we're not getting promoted for this. We're not getting sponsored. What what you need to do is take that smartphone out, dummy, and look this up. Let's get on with number five, baby. So going from breaking boundaries and doing things that are very different to retelling a classic yes, yes. we're going with pusha t and it's almost dry. okay push pusha has been around for the better part of two decades yes, now between clips and his solo career and one thing has remained tried and true with him and that is rapping about cocaine he has not changed <laughs> um he is Raps Dr. Seuss. He's the L. Ron Hubbard of the cupboard. He is. <laughs> he is everything. I don't know. Yeah. I, there's a, I, I, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but I could keep going with what what Pusha T is. He's a menace. He's dark. He's he is classic rap personified. Okay. And I am going to bleep out one of the producer, major producers on the Uh-oh. album because he is scorned in my book. Oh, but, but the other producer on it is one also from Virginia. And we seem to have a common theme these last two picks of Virginia-centric. Yes. 
And Pharrell Williams, the Ageless Wonder, produced about half of the album of It's Almost Dry. Okay. And I have talked to you separately on the side, but I think Pusha's brother Malice had the verse of the year on It's Almost Dry on the closing I song. I heard that verse. You played that verse for me. And yeah, man. For being out of the game for as long as he was and just coming on to do that verse for his brother. Ugh. Yeah, right. I'm. Oh, I, I see what you did there. You put in a little for uh, push of ad lib. that push of ad lib, baby. But yeah, that. that All right. So this, this is. This is just. I'm just gonna read two quick lines here that just personify why I think Malice had the verse of the year. So, as you alluded to, he hasn't really been in, definitely like took a step away from music after his stint with Clips, and has only come up about a, maybe a handful of times in between. Um, so effectively, he's been out of the music game. Comes back, and his first line is, tell me what I missed. Right. Iconic. There's, there's, Iconic. There's, there's no way around that. Like, Right, like he he Rip Van Winkled it. He's like, I've been asleep for 20 years. Catch me up. Mm -hmm. But this is the line where you just, you have to just throw your headphones off, walk away and say, I don't, how do you do better than this? And I don't, I can't think of a way to do better than this. All right. But, I greet you with the love of God. That don't make us friends. I might whisper in his ear, bury all of them. Telling God to kill you is insane. But not even just like saying it with your chest. He's whispering. Yeah, he ain't all in your face saying, hey, hey bury all these He gone. He leaned over and said, Mm hmm. It, right. Like. Yeah. That's jacked up. And so enough about malice. I want to go back and put the spotlight back on Pusha T because what he's doing here is just it's classic Pusha T. You know what you're getting, but he does it so well, and that's why this is a top five album. It's he just keeps making these things that you know what you're getting and yet somehow it surprises you. I don't understand mm -hmm. it. And it's the Pharrell production that is somehow, it's what he did when Pharrell worked with Clips. Like, they work together. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense because Pharrell is so happy and positive and Pusha is super not. That's the perfect marriage right there. Right. So like, you listen... Right, so you listen to a song like Neck and Wrist, and you hear that signature three count from Pharrell, and you, and then Pusha comes in, or then like, like Diet Coke is another perfect example of just like, what Pusha T's doing isn't necessarily like the most like groundbreaking, uh -huh. but the, cor the chorus is Pusha T just being Pusha T, like, it's cocaine bars. Uh, and Just imagine if they really made bars of cocaine. 
but like, but like, but like, that's what he's doing here. Like, so you ordered a diet, you ordered diet coke. That's a joke, mm -hmm. right? Like, just the layers of what that means. Like, it's like it's simple, but it's so good. It's so There's good. There's so many ways to and, play on it. Right, and like, I'm just gonna bring back another Missy Elliott because she's the greatest of, one of the greatest of all time. And I just don't want this line to be overlooked. Okay. Missy was our only, only misdemeanor. Like, come on, come on. Now, if I was Missy, I'd be like, did, did Pusha T just take a shot at me? No. <laughs> He said that the, the only misdemeanor that they cared about was Missy. They never got charged with anything. I know anything. what he's saying, but if Missy really just wanted to make it one of those typical hip-hop things, like, the Pusha T take a shot at Now nah, I gotta drop Pusha T this. Meanwhile, Pusha T is Have you Pusha let... T's writing the this. So they in the studio but together. Like, but Missy's always, like, for the most part, always been so, like, collaborative. Like... Think about how long on Super Duper Fly before you hear her voice. Listen, I don't think Missy Elliott will beef with anybody in the game for any reason. I don't I think don't she like cares. Especially, especially not somebody from Virginia. Nah, that's because they're my folk. All right. Pusha T, number four, it's almost dry. Also, just as a side note, the merch came in like a wrapped, like, box that looked like a package of cocaine. So Perfect. he was, sending, he no, was no. sending out bricks for real. It's that low show. Here we go. Number four on that list would be and everybody should near and dear to my heart. Yeah, everybody should expect this one. Here it comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Now. Bad buddy. There it is. <laughs> Un verano sin ti, which translates to a summer without you. So, yes, I am not going to attempt to say that in a Spanish accent because I am the least Spanish looking person that you will ever meet. But this album is phenomenal. <laughs> Bad Bunny is on arguably a historic run of attention in music. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, he is taking what he did on the album with the boy on the bike. Don't ask me what the name of that one is. I always get the letters wrong. Um, loosely translates to F you, I'm going to do what I want. To what he did on El Ultimo Tour del Mundo, which was him at the end of the world and dealing with everything. Okay to this album, which then brings it all back in a little isolated view of just love and horniness and smoking. And also he sneaks in a song about domestic abuse in Puerto Rico, like, and says it with a message. Like, it's not just like, oh, this woman got beat up. He's trying to make a point of like, these things happen, we can't ignore yeah. them. On top of which, one of the so songs that Bad Bunny released a music video for, he tricked the world, said it was a music video. Turns out it's an hour and a half documentary about global warming. 
So he brings awareness to global warming too. Bad bunny is a good bunny. All right, all right. But in short, when we're talking strictly just about the music, he has just cranked up the production on this tenfold from what he did on El Ultimo. Everything sounds gorgeous. His voice is great. The beats are great. The sampling is great. It's there's a reason he's the number one streamed artist in Spotify for two years. Because he's great. Like analyzing now. I would say he is. I would. You can quote I, me. I'm, you can quote I'm me on put that. Put a counter on that. Bad Bunny, Un Verano Sinti. Listen to it. Phenomenal. Number four, Bad Bunny. You heard it here, ladies and gents. DJ Dowling. This is the Low Show. The top three are coming up. Are you ready? It's that Low Show. Here we go. Number three. What is it, baby? Vince Staples, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. I you I have been on this podcast expressing my love for a one Mr. Vince yes, Staples multiple and, times. And it has not changed. I, I um I want I want to give credit to Brandon Jenks Jenkins for putting Vince Staples in the perfect encapsulation mm-hmm. and calling Vince Staples the best communicator right now. Wait, so, so that the is the best communicator right now. Yes, because Twitter, he's hilarious. Okay. Interviews, he's uh-huh. hilarious. Song making and like lyrics, he's incredible. This staple sounds like some woman's perfect man. Like super intelligent, very charismatic, well spoken, outgoing. You know, it's funny that you say that because he had a guest appearance on Abbott Elementary where he played a guy that was hitting on Quinta Brunson's character, Adam. Okay. Slash quote. It's funny, um, just because it's been staples just hitting on Quinta Brunson and like, that's enough of a sell for me. <laughs> so just, just saying, All right. check out Abbott. Also just in general, shout out Abbott Elementary. That show is phenomenal. Um, but what Vince Staples is doing is just Vince Staples just continuing to elevate his craft. His lyrics are so personal now. Um, the beats are crazy. He's so brooding, but in a way that like is so casual. I don't know how to describe it, but like the mustard production on some songs is perfect. He has a song called DJ Quick, where the chorus is, if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't, like, I'm not super well-versed in DJ Quick, but in a in a fast catch-up on DJ Quick's discography and uh-huh. songs, you realize that the chorus, if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense, is paying homage to a DJ mm-hmm. Quick song, dollars and cents. And it's just, it's cool. It's just so good. But the standout here, I think, is when sparks fly. Transcended, I guess, would be the way to describe it. <laughs> it's really good. People are um, gonna need a dictionary uh, for this episode. <laughs> it's just, Vince just, 
there's a few instances on this album where Vince, honest to God, sounds like he's playing. Uh, I think it's this, it's this song, it's Magic, and it's Roses, and listen to it. I'm gonna have to listen it, to this album today. It's it's West Coast through and through. It's Vince Staples through and through. It's just. And I know somebody's saying, why do you keep saying today? I want to know what today is. Today is whenever you're listening to this today. I'm listening to this album today. Right now, while you're listening to this, I'm listening to this Vince Staples album. I really, I, uh, honest to God, I hope you do listen to it, Vic, because I I think it is in your wheelhouse in terms of like. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. So number three, Vince Staples, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. And, and so now, get your airplane wings out because we're gonna travel from the West Coast to Atlanta and a one, Mr. J.I.D. Number two. And the Forever School. A member of the Dreamville Collective, this wordsmith raccoon tear um, may come off as a gimmicky fast rapper, uh-huh. ilk of a twista type of speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 sir. Uh, he is lyrically hyper talented. He is singing on this album. That's actually good. Wait, like, what? Is this yeah. the first time he's uh, sung on an album, though? It's the first time he's really sung, according to his Tiny Desk concert. Wow. Um, it's he's really trying to like expand it, and he go he goes in heartfelt. He's, mm. I read it to quote the Ringer on their top album. Yes. He is performing open heart surgery on himself. Okay, on so he's album. putting it out there. He's le- he's leaving it all on the line. Correct, and. Not only is he doing that, but he's also looking back at hip hop's past and spinning it forward and bringing in those people that have influenced him in his past. I think the greatest example of this is sampling the same sample that most Def used, or Yasin Bey, whatever you want, however you would prefer to call him, used on Ms. New Booty from Black on Both okay. Sides. He resamples that sample for surround sound which like okay cool like that's just reusing a sample that's been done a hundred times yeah. before but where this all kind of comes as a full circle moment is Yasin Bey most Def is a featured rapper on okay alright so he's so you put all the layers together you also have a slight cheat code for me you got 21 Savage on the album, so that's always a plus 100 in my book. And 21 has one of his best lines of the year on it um, with the line of, we call him Nikki, he talked to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... Oh, no. Wait, say, say it again. You gotta say it again. We call him Nikki, he talked to the cops. Now, I know someone sitting here saying like, "What? Why?" You, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many people I've told that line to, and they have no Listen, idea what the man. hell I'm talking about. 
I know what he's saying. Do you want to? Do you want an idiot proof? No, we ain't going to idiot proof it. If you know what it means, you know what it means. If you don't know what it means, you know why. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> it's that low show. Here we go. These lyrics contain explicit content, so children, fast forward 30 seconds. She swallowed all my kids, she a bad babysitter. Kim Jong-un in my pants, that's a missile. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. And this is why <laughs> I love 21 Savage. Kim Jong-un in my pants, that's a missile. Call him new era, he capping. Yeah, my man C Dot did that already. I ain't do, whatever, 21. <laughs> but yeah, Just that Kim Jong un in my pants, it's a missile. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I, yeah. Just the, Got him. 21, can you do something for me? Yeah, we're 21. <laughs> and yeah. So, but back to JID and the Forever story, um, it's a spiritual successor to the Never story, um, but he's taking everything that he did on the Never story and all of his recent stuff and cranking it up to 11. It's so good. The first true song on the album is hard. Mm. It's, he, he, li- he literally opens it up with a woman talking about all these different things all these different like weapons and he drops an atom bomb on your ears to open it up and he has a line that goes snap my fingers I can end Avengers okay okay I dig it it's it's good I like he's he's simultaneously fun and thought provoking at the same time Cody Blue 31 is probably his most introspective song. It's sort of what I was talking about with him singing. Excuse me. And worth a listen. J.I.D., in my opinion, is one of the five most exciting young rappers out there right now. Okay. If you're not not listening, you are missing out on a special, special, special talent. It's that low show. Here we go. The one... You've been waiting for DJ Dowling's top ten albums of 2022 year in the rear view. Number one. Let's go. If you if you have listened to my other episodes on here, this should come as kind of no surprise. But it's Denzel Curry's "Melt My Eyes, See Your Future." It was not a surprise to me at all. You could go for the deluxe if you want to. The deluxe is freaking incredible. Mm. I think that's what a deluxe album should be. He takes basically the entire regular album and performs it live with like a jazz band and sort of remixes it, I guess. But it's so good because you just, it just shines on what he's okay. doing. Um, boy. Granted, I think you you catch me on the right day and three through one. Are interchangeable? I would, I, 
right. Like they're all very close, very, very close. But in this current moment, I'm picking Denzel. I think Walken, what he's able to do in just like the rhyming structure, not rhyming structure, but the structure of the song in the beginning is incredible. It's stuff that like only a handful of rappers have the lyrical dexterity to do. Like I'm talking like, I don't want to put him necessarily on the same level as Biggie Smalls, but it's that quality of thoughtfulness Storytelling. in intention of telling your telling the listener's brain what's coming next without like completely tipping your hand okay so just to kind of give you an example so i'm just going to read the opening verse to walk in which was the first single from this album walking with my back to the sun keep my head to the sky me against my against the world it's me myself and i like day Okay, so let's just first let that sink in. Next line, got in touch with my soul. So like, this is what I'm talking about, where he's starting to prepare your mind with what's coming next without telling you what's Mm -hmm. coming next. So, treading softly on the path down the rockiest road, life isn't ice cream without Monopoly, the dough. Okay, like, once again, rocky road, ice cream, it's not, groundbreaking the words that he's choosing it's the way that he's putting them together is what makes this so goddamn brilliant Mm -hmm. and then keeping going with it the property grows in value and rightfully so i gotta have it so like that's bringing property value that's bringing connecting back to the monopoly and then we just skip a couple get forward a couple bits and then I'll never do my team green make the team green like the Celtics yeah yeah like it's it's just it's this just complete deliberateness of how he's structuring these this song is just I don't know too many rappers that have the ability to do that you know why you don't know too many rappers that can do that because most of them overthink the process. Where it's either they, uh, yeah, or they just underthink. Whereas Denzel Curry took the time to think it through and take something simple and turn it into something extra complex without making it complex. Also, like Denzel on Walking again, like does a thing that is an instant like you win me over thing and that's saying the word Beretta mm-hmm. I think that's just such a cool sounding word and I have never heard a person say the word Beretta poorly mm-hmm. and I think I can go back to like Lil Kim and Lil Kim's use of the word mm-hmm. Beretta is like Mount Rushmore of like the best sounding words in rap's mm-hmm. history and yeah just saying the word Beretta is a cheat code, I think. Listen, Little um, Kim could have said damn near anything she wanted on the album with that voice. She, her voice is super sultry and seductive, hands down. I mean, can I, I, I just, I need to say the line. Okay. We need to Do say it. the line then. That is the perfect example of Lil' Kim being the most Lil' Kim. 
said Lou. Do you know do you do you know what I'm going to reference here? That is the bigger um, question. Um how many licks? Now, is it one of her party tracks or one of them Lil' Kim Goes Gutter? Uh, it's from Hardcore. Oh. So I don't know how you'd categorize it. It's my favorite Lil' Kim song. Um, alright. Beretta inside of Beretta, nobody do it better. Bet I wet you like a hurricane and typhoons. Got buffoons eating my while I watch cartoons. Sleep till noon. Rap Pam Greer's here. Yeah. Yep. She, she filthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like she made, she made, she got, she made the word buffoon sound cool. She did. I, I, I can like, hear that line right now. And I gotta, I gotta shout out the No Skips podcast for like just breaking down that line and just perfectly just summing it up of just like how funny that is and how great of just the two lines yeah. of rap bar in that song. And it's such a vivid picture. Yeah, it is. You know, indeed. Um. But back to Denzel, we had another detour here, but Denzel, I just want to give these people the flowers when they deserve yeah. them. Um, but Denzel really just opens up on this album. It's a lot about mental health and just like taking care of your mental. I mean, there's literally a whole song mm-hmm. about it. Um, he had T-Pain come in and T-Pain is so vulnerable in his verse where he just talks about kind of just the struggles that even he faced when he was coming up through the industry and just like how people are kind of like two-faced and they always kind of want to take advantage of you and keeping it great on it. Like, has always appeared to be an open book. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that and he's becoming even more of an open book the more like veteran he gets in his mm-hmm. career. And I'm glad people are finally starting to give him the credit to match the talent that he has that I think we just overlooked because of the auto-tune yeah, yeah. usage. Um, the Tiny Desk, I think, was the best thing to ever happen to T-Pain. Yeah, because he did it without and, auto-tune. Yeah, and I th- but like Denzel just used T-Pain perfectly. And it's so good. And also, Denzel's song X-Wing is so good and you hear the influences from all these guys that like Denzel loves like you hear the MF Doom tell me there's a lot of Star Wars references in that yes yeah make that girl an inch tall and now she a skywalker okay okay you got it yep so number one Um, Denzel Curry listen to it it's so good I actually might go listen to it today. Maybe I'm gonna listen to it today. I think you should, because at the very least, listen to. I got a lot of I got a lot of listening to do today. It's gonna happen. I I think if you're gonna rank them in terms of things to listen uh-huh. to, listen to Ramona Park first, because I think that's the one you'll get the most enjoyment okay. out of. Dip your toes in the Rosalia pond with chicken teriyaki. Got it. 
and then Denzel Curry. Or well, you James. know what's going to happen. I'm going to listen to each of these albums. I'm going to create a playlist on Spotify. And I'm going to put it on Spotify. And I will put the link to that playlist in the description of this episode so that people could check out what I was feeling from each album from your top 10. How about that? It's that low show. Here we go. Now, before we get out of here, 2022 is in the rear view. Your best moment from 2022. Mm. Ooh, that's tough. There's a lot of really, 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 really good moments. I would say probably doing the feature with Randy Moss and the three Bengals wide receiver. Okay. Okay. What was it called? Got to go. It was, uh, Randy Moss wide receivers demo. <laughs> can they, can, be, can the um, people out there see it? No. You missed your opportunity. It was on countdown. The high school you was I'm the just... man, son. The fuck happened to you? <laughs> uh, NFL rights for digital services are not great. That is what happened. And there you have it, folks. You missed out. You could have seen it, but now you can't. You should have. But uh, just, just to just to recap why that's so special. Because everybody's listening. Ooh, I don't care about that. Why? Like, what makes that so special? Randy Moss is basically the reason I like football. Okay. Uh, I grew up being a huge, 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 huge Randy Moss fan. I would check out his like auto, his biography at my elementary school like once a oh, month. Oh, damn. And just read that. That's um, a little obsessive, sir. Have you met yeah. me? <laughs> um, so Randy, just working with him for really the first time in like a one-on-one -on -one situation was just that alone would have been a top five moment. Okay. But then pair that with my now, my favorite active receiver in yeah, the yeah. league, with Jamar Chase. Meeting him, talking with him, talking with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd about music and stuff like that. Oh, we just name dropping now. I'm sorry. That was part of the whole thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, just like, they're all incredible humans. I want nothing but success for every single one of them. Yep. And really, they could not have been nicer to me and to like my crew and everything. Like they took the time and wanted to be there with us after a whole day's work of training and practices and all that stuff. And T Higgins is the man, I gotta say. Like he's so nice and Jabbar is just so quiet and soft-spoken, but he's also so great. Like, he was just so humble. Okay. And Tyler Boyd is just the man. Like, Tyler was great. I really cannot say anything, like, nicer about those three receivers, and I want to see them win a Super Bowl. All right. Well, they may just do that this season. What about you, Vic? What was your number one moment of 2022? My number one moment of 2022 was getting iced out by Ice-T on a fucking voiceover. That that was my number one moment, you shithead. 
<laughs> nah, that that was <laughs> that was not my number one moment. It was in the top ten though. Because who can say who can who can say they got edged out by Ice T to do a voiceover? I was gonna say like that's got that like that's a pretty big thing. Like you were literally this yeah, close. Man, that's, uh, who can say that? But I think my um. 2022 moment. Spending, I got to spend Christmas with my granddaughter. She turned two. All right. And she could actually do what she wanted to do when it came to the gifts. She could open them. She could say she ain't like it, whatever she wanted. And it, it was a good time. That was that was my moment. You know, families are the best. Come on yeah. now. Especially mine. I don't say it enough because I'm a cold-blooded individual, but I love my mother family. My blood family and the family I chose. I love y'all mother. There you go. With all my little black See? heart. Yeah, it's not little. It's like the Grinch. It grew 10 times. Yeah. Size. People say it all the time. He's a giant teddy bear. He's not mean. Shut up. You ever been mauled by a bear? No, thank God. <laughs> But I appreciate you for coming on the show, my brother. It's always love. And this has been The Low Show. Whether you're sitting in your living room, running around your kitchen, or driving through your city, I'm your favorite favorite LOS. This is my guy, DJ Dowling, AKA E-Dow. And we gone. Ain't no more to it. We out. Y'all be easy. Have a blessed one. Peace. It's that low show. Here we go.